Welcome back, everybody, to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We are here on a Thursday night pod. We are recapping round one of the 2023 Masters, Tom. Round one is in the books. How are we feeling, buddy? Um, I, I It was amazing today. I hope everybody took a mental picture of how it looked today because that course looked incredible, and it's not going to look the same the next couple of days because this was the good weather day, and now we're going to get – it's going to taper down into bad weather and then worse. Humid day in Augusta. Yeah, I mean, I watched I, – when I was watching the broadcast, they had Max Homa in the headphones, and he was just saying how te- how awful it was there. Yeah, you got, you saw the guys sweating. Obviously, we will not be seeing that the rest of the way. They actually moved up the tee times a half hour um, for round two because of the inclement weather coming through. Um, but yeah, the guys were sweating. It looked a little laborious at times, but I like the head. I like the uh, the ear pods. By the way, I really liked having Max do it, and uh, Rory even did it early on, which I thought was pretty cool when he was taking his walk. I believe it was on nine. Yeah, that it it was really cool, and it was um it was actually like Max's idea at the beginning of the season, or he was a big part of that. And I think this is the second or third time he's done it. He was the first person ever to do it. So talking yeah, about did he do it out, did he do it out in Riv? I, I believe Riv they did. did. That might have been the course, but it was either Riv or Tory. It was a California course. That's all I know. And uh, good for Max, somebody that's actually growing the game. And props to Rory for doing it, because I think he was on record back during the waste management of saying, I, I really don't want to do this thing. And he seemed super enthusiastic to yeah, do it Yeah, and then to do so. it at the Masters of all places, good for him. No doubt about it. Well, we might as well start at the top of this leaderboard, Tom, because it is pretty interesting. You got Victor Hovland finishing at a minus seven, along with John Rahm, I believe a pick by you, and... Old friend Brooks Kepka, he comes to play in a major tournament, and he's tied amongst the leaderboard um, uh, for T for T for T one and minus seven through his first round. Pretty impressive. Whoops, hit the microphone there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, just excited about Brooksy. Of awesome. course. Um, yeah, you know sometimes you can't you can't choose family and you can't choose who you just who you root for, and even with Spieth and Homa, and all my other guys, Finau, who's part of my foursome, and obviously um, Sahith, and, and um, who, who's the other person? Oh, Rom's in my foursome. I'm, I'm rooting for Brooks over everybody. I want him to kick the shit out of everybody. And, I mean, Sean, another storyline we have to talk about, just want to put it on the back burner, some of the outfits, including Brooks, were, no pun intended, for Brooks, piss poor. <laughs> nice. Piss yellow. On that, yeah, that was boy, well, brutal. Fluorescent piss yellow, like when you've had nothing but booze in your system <laughs> and you're severely dehydrated, and you go to take a piss. That yeah. was the color of his shirt. Yeah, he probably smelled like coffee. <laughs> he um, probably did. It wasn't earlier tea time for him today. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I have to say, you know, going up and down this leaderboard, the first thing I don't know. If it's the first thing everybody wants to talk about, first thing I want to talk about is t- the the live guys, the ones that we expected, and a few of the ones that we even didn't came came to play. Yeah, I mean, especially Kepka, and he he was in the clubhouse after his round, and uh, he was doing his interview, and he was saying, you know, you got to kind of. I'm just flushing away the last two years, which is, again, a very ironic term uh, phrase to use based off the color of his shirt. But he said, yeah, flush away the last two years because I was hurt and I yep. wasn't playing the caliber of golf I wanted to play. 
And, you know, for a guy that is definitely had the spotlight on him and everybody I'm sure was sitting in anticipation to see how these guys were going to perform. We talked about it in our previews to what these guys are going to look like after not really playing a really serious brand of golf. He looked great today. I mean, yeah, of course he's in first place. Um, another guy from live that's playing very well, Cam Smith. Um, he is two under par, um, Dustin Johnson, one under par, and then a guy who I think, Sean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for myself, Phil, at one yeah. under par. I was waiting for you to bring him up. Uh, you know, the only thing that really kills me is the fact that I had a bet against him um, in a threesome bet today in a major parlay. <laughs> I had uh, Siwoo Kim, your boy, who I think you picked a couple yeah, weeks ago, beating yep. him, and he just bludgeoned the guy. Um I, I got to rewatch Phil's round to see how he did and how he found his way to one under, but just, just incredible. And Patrick Reed as well. And Joaquin Neiman sitting in a minus one. Yeah, the live guys kind of uh, kind of sticking it to it, but you know, I'm just getting ready for all the tweets where people are going to say, oh, well, in the fourth round, they haven't played a fourth round in over a year. I'm sure those tweets are already happening. Let's wait to see the fourth round. Yeah, well, first of all, there is going to be a cut line that they're not used to, but some of these guys are well positioned. What do you what do you think the cut line is going to be? Mm. What do you? I mean, we got a lot of guys here at even at minus one, minus I'm think, two. I'm thinking it's going to be plus one. What do you think? I was going to say plus one, or depending on how. Everybody plays tomorrow. The weather is going yeah, to have gonna a lot say, to do with it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a good call. you got to take the weather into account. Maybe up it to plus three just because of the weather. Well, that would be good because as of right now, I know he still has 18 holes to play. But Tiger's sitting at plus two. I'd like to get him over that cut line. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, Tiger was sweating his ass off. I'm hoping tomorrow it's supposed to be, I think, in the high 50s. Yeah, and then Saturday and Sunday in the low, low to mid 50s. Let's hope he can just have a good day tomorrow. Um, he, he got off to a slow start. Let's hope he can scrape it around and have a good day tomorrow. Um, any other notables from you? A couple. I mean, Morikawa and Finau, uh, two very featured participants of the full swing series. Uh, Justin are Thomas. Tied at tied 13 at minus three. Speed as um, well. Speed as well. Um, I have him in my, in my, uh, foursome so i didn't want to bring him up yet but yes he is there at minus three you're quite all right um and then i'm looking at bryson's at plus two (laughs) fuck him did he have a press conference today i'm gonna have to watch that and maybe i'll bring it up tomorrow hand up i didn't i didn't check to see if he had a press conference i know i'm kind of responsible for to see if he says anything stupid as his um press conference caddy (laughs) <laughs> I did not see him uh, being interviewed when I was watching. I turned it on around 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 my time. So uh, he was already done uh, and in the clubhouse. But were there any other notables for you outside of your foursome that you wanted to kind of pay a little attention to? I mean, we can look up and down the leaderboard. A guy that I really want to mention right now is Sam Bettett, who had the uh, yes. tied for the best nine holes, one of the best rounds I've seen out of an amateur in a long time. Um, he is in fifth, sixth place right now, tied with the big boys up there. Um, 
and it, just a great job by him. Uh, I was listening to the broadcast, and they were saying his coach is holding his bag. It's interesting to see because he has the bag that the rest of us buy because he's still in college where it's just you know a much smaller bag with no sponsors on it. And I was like, oh, at least he didn't do the coach dirty and and grab one of those giant caddy bags, and at least he kept it to the nice light stand bag because I'm sure that coach is not used to walking 18, especially at Augusta, which I hear is a very tough walk. So super cool to see him. Yeah, very much so. I'm glad you mentioned him. He was a uh, he's an Aggie, and he's I mean, dude. I mean, like all these young guys, they they all drive the living piss out of the ball. Yeah. But what I was most impressed by him was his poise. He didn't have a bogey the entire round, and there were a couple holes Amazing. where he easily, easily could have putted for bogey, yeah. and he was able to save par. It was really amazing, especially in the group. He's playing with the defending champion here. Yeah. Him, Max, Scotty, they all play. I mean, Max got off to a rough start, and then right after that birdie, he really calmed himself down. And huge thing for Max, in the last 17 years, no one that has gone over par in the first round has won the Masters. For So for him to get, get it back to one under, I know you and I are both rooting for him heavy. I'm very excited about that. A um, couple other notable guys, your boy Jason Day, minus five. That's a guy. That's a guy I might have to take a look at. Um, at and a former Masters champ, another guy with one major that we'd like to see get more, kind of like Jason Day. Adam Scott looked great as well. Yeah, and how about Fred Couples in there uh, too? I was just at about six, to mention him. What is you he? Know, Sixty-three years old. Yes, and you know, between him and Louis Ustazen, I have the worst swing envy ever. Tempo Town, like no tomorrow. Minus one right now. I mean, that's just an awesome storyline. Um, I got to say, yeah, Bennett was freaking great. I want to give Rory and I want to give uh, Max a lot of credit because they really fought their ass out there off there today. I mean, they they did not play great golf. They missed a lot of shots. They had they were, you know, hitting the ball out of the Rory found the his way back to even. Correct. Uh, yes, he did. And it was huge for him because he was at plus one after after nine. And he, you know, that was when he was doing his interview on his walk. And he said, you know, we're, we're just going to, you know, clean slate in the back nine. And he made some great, great putts to save himself from being, you know, a plus two or plus three right now. Because he just, him and Max, man, they didn't really have anything, but they grinded through it. And that's why they're some of the best in the world. Yes, and I, and you said you were watching the broadcast intently. Um, it's it's hard to say when where is he on the board when he's tied for six at minus four. But Scotty Scheffler, I would not be shocked if this was his worst round of the tournament, and it's minus four because he missed. I mean, I think he had a putt from like three feet for par, and he missed it for bogey, and he looked visibly pissed off. And for him to turn it around and get to, to minus four, is that's why he's the number one player in the world. He looked visibly pissed off on a couple of putts that, you know, obviously he knows this course incredibly well. He just won it last year. And to me, it looked like it was kind of a common theme with some of the better putters uh, in this tournament. They, they were not getting certain breaks and angles that they thought that they were going to be getting. The other thing too, is the greens were very, very wet, uh, absorbing a lot of that humidity. So the ball was not 
was not taking on a couple of extra roles that these guys thought that they yep. were going to get. And Scotty, that's why I love him, man, is he's so calculated. He can make a shot that he's really, you can see, visibly pissed off at himself about, and he's just going to collect himself, get there, and he can make shots right there with Jordan that other guys really just do not make. Yeah. Their short games are elite. Oh, absolutely. Two of the greatest short game players of all time. And, and the other thing, it's a good thing you said that about the greens was, I mean, I know you don't play a lot of golf, but there's, there's just certain times where even as an amateur, you could say this, where you think you absolutely hammer the ball and you're scared to hit it any harder. And you come up like four or five feet short. And you just saw, especially early on in the round, these guys just scratching their heads because it looks like they hammered the pot and the thing was just slowing down. And and yeah. the, and the greens at the at Augusta are just insane. The way the ball is rolling. Yeah, and that's what was so interesting from my vantage point of watching is that I'm kind of learning all about this stuff, obviously. And when you see the best in the world, the best putters in the world are kind of at a loss for words and you know in disbelief that they're missing some of these. They know this course and they know these greens like the back of their hands. A lot of them have played it for the last five, 10 years, some even longer than that, and they couldn't believe it. So that's the theme to look for as the, as the greens are just going to get wetter and wetter. They said there's been 23 inches of rain already this year at, at Augusta, Georgia. That's crazy. I I mean, it's, it's in the same time zone as us, right? And it just doesn't feel like we've gotten that much rain. Maybe we have, and I just haven't noticed. Although I yeah, do notice that it seems to be beautiful and sunny every weekday, and then the weekend rolls around and it's either cold or rainy. Maybe that's what's happening there. It's going to be cold and rainy in Augusta. It's going to be cold and rainy here. It is cold and rainy right here. It's 52 right now and raining. Really? That's interesting. It's The last time I checked at about 530, it was 73 here. But it's going to dip. Yeah. It's going to dip heavy over the weekend to like high 50 or low 50s, actually. Um all right, let's talk about our foursome, and then I'm going to ask you um, a question after that. Uh, let's let's talk about your guys first. We'll run them down. Um, Spieth, Xander, DJ, and Scotty. How are you feeling? We talked about Scotty already. Yeah, we talked about Scotty. Uh, I think we could spend a little bit more time on Spieth. Uh, he was fighting himself the entire round, but the fact that he was able to get to a minus three i thought it was just super super important for him yeah he uh, was i mean it was a classic spieth round where he's spraying it all over the yard but then he's such a um, amazing second shot guy and his short game is just as good as his second shots he pulls off shots that you know some of these great players don't have to pull off because they don't put themselves in the spot but that's just what makes him so amazing to watch is these shots that he just pulls out of the deepest crevice of his asshole um, and he chipped his tits off today. He does not have nipples anymore. <laughs> the asshole reference and the nips reference. Yeah. He's really in deep shit right I'm getting, now. Um, I'm getting deep into the anatomy here. You really are. Shit, I don't I don't even want to know what's next. Um, but listen, he he also put two balls in the water in within three holes i think it was 11 and 13 and the fact that he was still able to finish at minus three i mean so many other guys would just be completely doomed from that would have had a full meltdown yeah him and scotty really scrambled their their uh their ass off today um so yeah i feel good about speed just because you know you could say oh he's not striking the ball well and he got lucky today i don't chalk that up to luck against him i think we should both feel good about speed being there because i I mean, I think if he can hit the ball a little bit better, put himself in a bit better of a spot, I mean, he can have a minus eight round in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, him and Scheffler have a lot. Um, they just have a lot of equity built up with me where I'm going to watch those guys. And until they put themselves out of it, you know, deep into the weekend, I'm going to believe that they both will be within earshot on Sunday of winning this thing. Um, Dustin Johnson, uh, minus one. Obviously, he was the, the guy that I picked out of the live group to, to be the best. Obviously, he's a six-stroke uh, behind uh, behind Brooks. But, you know, I didn't really get a chance to watch him all that much today. It was earlier on when I was still at work and hadn't gotten home yet. Download uh, the app. One, I couldn't watch at work, man. And unfortunately, I have too much shit going on during my day. I can barely respond to text sometimes. Um, and then Xander Shoffley. Same thing. Wasn't able to watch his round today, but finishing a minus four. Great. That was a nice thing to see um, with a pick that was a little outside outside the uh, the norm with all the big guys in this tournament. Yeah, Shoffley's, Shoffley's one of those guys where he's just outside that and all he needs is a major to get inside that group. Um, mm-hmm. And he's him and Max are two guys. And I guess you could throw Hovland in there, although he's a bit younger. Where it's like it's not if it's when, and we're just begging for them to win and expecting it at this point. Yeah. Um, How about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, obviously, I had Scotty and Spieth. We already talked about them. I'm feeling pretty good because I, I, they, that that might might have been their worst round. John Rom to start off with a double bogey and then just go out there and fucking just dominate. I mean, he could be minus ten in this round, you know. Um. And the fact that he scrambled and got up to minus seven, he's he's just if John Rahm is playing good golf, no, not one person, including Scotty Scheffler, on earth can beat him. He is in that stratosphere of when he's at his best. Yeah, there's there's not a better player to watch play, and I do. I you can correct me because you're obviously the more astute of us and and the more knowledgeable. But I, I do believe that Scotty is in that tier. I, I think about both of them when they're both playing their best. I'm like, can I just get, can I just get a straight up match play of these two against each other? Because I yeah. think they both can make any any single shot on the course. I, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect Scotty, so I'll throw him in that group too. It's just Rom is just so dominant. Um, I just he don't. Is. I don't see that anybody can beat him. My other guy in my foursome is Rory. We talked about him a little bit already. He didn't have his best day out there, but he was able to get to even par, um, and I feel great about that. My next question to you, we're going to go, you know my new favorite thing pretty much since uh, the NFL. Give me a recency bias. This has nothing to do with our foursome. Okay. We'll do it every day, obviously, except Sunday. Recency bias, who's winning this tournament as of today for you? You know, it's it's gonna it's really hard to get off of to get off of John Rahm based off of how he looked today. Um, yeah, and we've seen him put together a string of incredible golf as we have with Scotty. I could go either one, but a guy outside of my foursome. Obviously, I'm not going out on a limb here picking John Rahm, but the fact that he can do what he can do, I I I gotta feel like he's the prevailing favorite right now. I don't know what odds are, but. He's my recency biased after round one pick. Okay, um, you know what? I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go with John Rom too. I was gonna say Cam Young, but Cam, you know, it's gonna be one of those things where I'm just gonna say Cam Young to be different. Um, but that guy can That's drive how I the felt sh- about Jason Day too. That guy can drive the shit out of the ball, and he's a world class player. And, and I would not be shocked if he won either. Uh, he was a rookie last year. And I, I just think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he's he's incredible. 
New York boy, oh. Westchester boy. There you go. Hey, how how far? Just just a quick question for you. What do you think Sam Bennett has? Do you, you know for throughout this weekend? Did he just play? You know a fairy tale round of golf today and then he's going to fade into the abyss this weekend or do you think that he I'm not going to say is in contention to win to win the whole damn thing oh that would be this is a guy who's going to be in the top let's say eight or nine uh or even ten rather on Sunday no I don't think so I think he'll make the cut but I think he'll finish I think he won't finish anywhere near the lead I think this was his best round. I do think he'll make the cut. Now that, though, if he did win or even finish in the top 10, if he won, I'll put that up there with Tiger in 2019 and Jack in 86. You might have to put that up there with with Tiger's first. I mean, I know Tiger's first was 97, right? That was when he won by like 10 strokes or whatever it was. Yeah, Tiger changed golf that day. Right, but I'm saying in terms of just coming out of nowhere. Tiger didn't come out of nowhere because he was a phenom for his entire life, but I think that this would be one of those where a fucking amateur wins the green jacket with this kind of star-studded field. I mean, Jesus Christ, including Tiger Woods. You'd have to put it – honestly, it might even take the cake over Tiger in 2019 as the most incredible golf win of all time. Um I mean, anybody else on the leaderboard that stands out to you? Sam Burns had a really nice round today. Um, he made some really good golf shots. Again, he seemed to yeah. be another guy who thought that the who was a little little dismayed and perplexed by the way that some of his putts broke and, and didn't land. But yeah, they, uh, he was very impressive today. He hit one. Uh, he hit a draw out of the pine straw today that he found the green on, and I thought it was it. It wasn't you know. Uh, a highlight reel shot, but I thought it was the best shot of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk fashion real quick. Let's do it. Did, did you see anything you liked? And did you see? I, I mean, what didn't you like? I know you saw some things. I put out a tweet on the Sorry Sports page. Just, I think it's called J J Lindenberg or whatever. Whatever Victor Hovland wears. He should. Uh, there should be an uh, an alert coming across whatever, and it says Victor Hovland parts ways with Jay Lindenberg. That was an all timer. That shirt <laughs> was, that he wore. It was really a statement to make in round one at Augusta. Oh, it? it was disgustingly bad. Just <laughs> awful. Spieth a little with the light blue plain shirt, no crazy patterns, gray pants, light blue and gray shoes, very subdued. And Under Armour usually, I think they just sit down in a meeting with Spieth and just say, how do we make this guy look like an absolute fucking clown? And they didn't do it today, and I really appreciated that. How uh, Between Brooks and Hovland, who was worse? I think, I think, I don't know. I mean, because Hovland had the shirt, but it was only a shirt. Brooks had, I think Hovland's shirt was worse, but Brooks's piss yellow shirt with the, with the, not quite matching, but almost matching piss yellow shirt and shoes combo. It's a tough race for me for worst outfit of the day. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's Victor. I just, I mean, out of the two of us, you are by far the more fashion guy than I am. And there's no doubt about it. But to me, dude, I don't like what some of these companies do. Now I will speak for just my own purposes when it comes to golf attire and what I wear out I am a Nike and I'm an Under Armour golf guy. Uh, I usually rock the Travis Matthew golf, the hats. 
I do like their logo. I don't love their apparel as much. I do love their hats. Um, but I feel like Adidas with some of, especially like a guy like Morikawa, I, I don't love the patterns. I'm just going to come out and say it. They're they're a weird company in the sense because uh, my company is is, uh, is part of Adidas, and some of the shit that they that they have, I'm like, are you a soccer company? Are you a golf company? And I understand that Nike and Adidas are are all over the place too, but or Nike and Under Armour. But I feel like they have a much more classic look on the golf course for the most part. You look at a guy like Scotty Scheffler just wearing the green Nike. It's as plain and as simple as it gets, but I felt like it was a very good representative of him because he's about as plain and simple as it gets in the best way possible. Yeah. No, Adidas Adidas has like almost as if I'm going to high school and they're giving out a uniform. It just feels yeah. like everybody, it's like, all right, we're going to make everybody, we're not, you're not going to be the worst. You're not going to be Hovland or Brooks, but you're going to look like a little bit, everybody out here is going to look like a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, a little bit. And just a little. You know, they, they're 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 very you know they've got the european they got a lot of club soccer teams over in europe particularly over in germany so that's they they they're a little more flamboyant with some of the colors and a little more creative with schemes um but i don't love that on the golf course i like morikawa i I don't love a lot of what he wears there's usually every every tournament there's a round he plays where i'm just like oh i i do not love this yeah and hovland it was just like i i understood what they were trying to do because I don't know what the flower is down there in Augusta. Maybe you know. Uh, azaleas. Or, uh, azaleas? Azaleas, yes. Yeah. Beautiful flower, by the way. But but the way that they went about throwing that up on the shirt, it's it was awful. Yeah, and the you've pattern. also got Magnolia Lane, so I'm sure there's going to be some kind of thought process with that, with something that we're going to see this weekend. But what's what's wrong with, like... I don't know. I mean, can't we just like look at that shit on TV? Like, and I don't know. Was Brooks like trying to match like the Masters logo with that piss yellow? You no, think that's I what mean, it was? I know that's the flag, but the Masters logo you want to go green. Well, it's green, but then you know they have the they have the USA it's, in yellow and whatever. Yeah, but, and the flag. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. It was just brutal i hope brooks can figure but brooks is like notorious for just whatever nike throws at him he puts on the only thing i've ever liked that brooks wore really and i love brooks i'm a brooks guy he wore the off-white uh sneakers and uh, the off-white golf sneakers and i don't even know if those were exclusive for him but i can't find them and i was willing to pay top dollar for them um but aside from that brooks's style or whoever styles him and whatever he green lights is just terrible Let's let's also talk about the elephant in the room, the live players wearing their logos either on their caps or their shirts, their team their team's logos. Did you notice it a lot at all, or or you were just too focused on the color of their shirt or the scheme of their shirt? Well, some of the shirts were just too loud to even notice a logo. I noticed it on DJ yesterday during the par three. Uh, I think he's what I should know this since we were the exclusive podcast for Live for a week. Um, he was the smoking aces, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. And then I noticed uh, Taylor Gooch, who looked okay today to start. I noticed his Yard Goats logo, and then I noticed um, what's his face? Yard Goats. Yeah, that's what they're arranged range goats. goats. Whatever. The yard Sorry. Goats are the minor league team in Hartford. Yeah. Well, shout out to shout Hartford. Out. Um, and then I noticed, um, what's his face? Um, 
at the beginning of the day. What the fuck is his name? Whatever. He was wearing all black. Um, I can't think of his name. God damn it. Well, I see Phil his face. His, Phil had his look with the black and his team logo. Again, I don't remember the team logo. Phil is Phil is just a walking mid to late life crisis. <laughs> he looks awful. The fact he shot a minus one is pretty wild to me because everybody was talking about how bad Tiger looked and he looked like he, he let out kind of like a, a sound of, of pain or an agony walking out of a bunker. I was like, Phil looks so much worse. He looks literally like a zombie. I hate taking these fucking shots at him, but he, I was like, Jesus, man, you look awful. So yeah. Got a minus one. Look at that. I mean, oh, Kevin, nah. He withdrew, by the way, and I, I don't yeah, blame yeah. him for withdrawing because – I mean, maybe he thought about his outfit and was like, "I, I just, uh, I gotta get out of town." Speaking of speaking of withdrawing, though, let's just talk about it really quick before we forget. Zalatoris withdrew before his tea time. Um, do you have any information on his injury? No, I think it's his back, and his back has been something that's been chronically bothering him for a while. Yeah, and backs backs are one of those things where I just, from what I hear, they can just come up on you you know, the day of any second. Yeah. I don't know what the injury is. I don't know what, whether it's spasms. I don't know if he's got a case of sciatica. I don't know if there's a, there's a disc issue. I don't know what it is, but you know, something like that. I mean, obviously the, the power, the torque that goes into a golf swing, when you've got a really bad back, there's, there's really nothing you can do again. Just ask tiger all the years that he had to try to grind out his back issue, which also then leads to you compensating your, your, your walking and your gait and all that, which could then cause injuries to your hips and knees and ankles and all that shit. So I think it was best that he recognized he couldn't go and, and get him out of there and hopefully get him right because he's a really good player. Yeah. It's a shame because, because like I said to you over text, um, I don't remember if it was the Open or the U.S. Open. I know he withdrew from one of the majors last year, too. I think he, I don't know if he was hitting out of a bunker and fucked up his eye with the sand or something with his eye. I remember he had to withdraw from another major, and it's just tough because he's so young. I just, I want to see him get his reps in. How do you feel about Tony? How do you think his round went today? I thought he, he missed a birdie putt. I want to say it was on 16. That was so easy, and I don't even think he made contact with the hole. He settled for par and made it, but he could be at minus four right now. Yeah, where is he? I'm trying to find him on the leaderboard. He is T13. He's sitting at minus three. Oh, that's fine. Our boy's okay. Because Tony can go out and rip off a minus five, minus six any day. Let's hope it happens, man. Yeah, anybody, honestly, after the first round, anybody that's under par, I feel okay about. Even par or under, I feel okay about. Um, the problem is, is that the weather is just going to get worse from here on out. Um, I mean, I just want to give I want to give him a, another round of applause for for Fred Couples, my swing idol. Absolutely, just amazing. He's sixty three. I mean, I I think he's. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he's older than my dad and older than my mom, and I, I could not picture my dad or my mom shooting minus one. <laughs> hey, uh, there's there's a lot of people. I mean, he's older than my parents too. I certainly can't picture my dad for all the golf he plays. Sorry, dad, if you listen to this, but I can't <laughs> picture you going out there and doing that. So, uh, pretty impressive shit. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, any other storylines that are keeping you keeping you up? I really just want to see the the change in how these guys attack the greens with the weather. 
it's already going to get more, you know, it's going to get more moist on those greens. It's going to be colder. Are they going to revert back to the habits and playing the greens like they played them, you know, basically every tournament other than that weird 2020 event that took place in November? Or are they going to be able to make those very quick adjustments knowing how the greens are? And it seems like the conditions are only going to get a little bit more wet. So that's going to be something I'm looking for with the best, you know, some of the best putters and also putters who we've seen be a little erratic, you know, i.e. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, but Spieth is just one of the most incredible putters ever. Um, he is, but you got to admit, over the last couple of tournaments that he's played in, he has had moments where it looks like he can't miss, and then he has ones where it's like, dude, what, what in God's name just happened to you? Yeah, and that's what I was concerned about with Scotty early on because last year, anything from eight feet and in, he was just pouring it into the middle of the hole. And then today, that missed little gimme for for par I was worried but then you look up and he shoots minus four and it's like he looked awful and he shot minus four so what the hell am I worried about well especially with somebody like him because he's unflappable and those kind of players are unflappable what what about you is there a certain player that you're you're going to really have your eyes on in addition to obviously the guys that are in your foursome uh, you, you predicted the cut line is going to be a plus two um any, anything else that you're really looking for in, in starting in round two tomorrow? I just want to see some of these. What I'm really interested in is I don't want to say the the senior players, I mean Fred Couples, but I, I want to see the more veteran players and how they go about it being your Jason Days and your Adam Scotts, um, your Justin Roses. I want to see if they can keep it together and string together a couple of good rounds or if it was just a one-round aberration. I think i got to ask the obvious question. Does Tiger make the cut? One, I know you said you think he does, but two, where is he sitting tomorrow? Can you see him putting together a really nice round? I know I think he threw a couple of birdies in there on the back nine, but he did not look great today. Um, you know what? I'm just going to will it into existence. I think Tiger does make go. the cut. Um, I don't see him, you know, making any noise on the leaderboard, but I do think he makes the cut. I think it would just be electric if, you know, you have kind of this, kind of this really shitty day out. It's raining, but you've still got, you know, you still the majesty of the masters and you're trying to figure out who's making the cut where the cut line is going to be you're looking at rory you're looking at the top names you're paying attention to the live players and then out of nowhere if you could just see you know tiger roaring down the back nine and putting together a stretch where you know he shoots you know he puts together three or four consecutive birdies and you know before you look up he's at minus three or four that would just be awesome yeah it would i would be i would be very excited to see that um I'm just I'm I think he's gonna make the cut. I, I don't I don't see anything crazy happening. I'm rooting for it, but I just don't see anything crazy happening. No, I think I agree with you. Anything he gives us is a bonus at this point. It would just it would just be nice to watch him on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it'd be it'd be amazing just to talk about him tomorrow making the cut and being able to talk about him on the weekend. Um the only other thing, since you talked about the technical part of the putting and whatnot and seeing how they roll the rock when the greens get seemingly even slower with that undulation and seeing how these how short these players are going to leave it, and the only thing, other thing I'm going to keep my eye on, you talked about the golf, is the, the clothing. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. That's an obvious one for you. I, I mean, I definitely notice a lot, but I it just doesn't captivate me or grab my attention outside of it. I mean, oh, that's interesting. The oh, dude, come you, on. That's okay. You when you saw... When you saw, no, I mean, I, he was one of the first couple. When you saw Hovland's shirt, you had to throw no, up in your you mouth a little bit. Understand what I'm saying? Of course, it grabs my attention, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's really fucking weird. I wouldn't wear that. Wouldn't ask. Wouldn't really recommend it for anybody else. That's kind of as far as my mind goes. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a demographic for it, but it's like, obvious, obviously, you know. Nike and Lynn, whatever, every brand is putting these clothes on these people in order to get us to buy more clothes. And I I don't want to meet the person that saw that shirt and was like, that's sick. I'm going to go buy some Jay Lindenberg. I don't want to know that person. <laughs> you definitely don't want to, because you definitely don't want to play around at golf with him. I feel bad for Hovland because I do think by all accounts, he's an awesome guy. And, He's a young, up-and-coming player, and I think he's definitely going to have a couple majors. Um, but it, And I don't think it's his fault because he's getting the bag, but anybody that buys Jay Lindenberg ha- probably has a very punchable face. <laughs> Hovland doesn't. I just want to preface it by saying that. I know they're paying him, and he has to wear what they give him, but right. you know, anybody that you, buys let that. Let me ask you this. If you were in his position and you were, you know, you were making your, your scene on the tour – and they're like, listen, Tom, this is the deal. We need you wearing this thing. Would you cave and do it? Or are you that altruistic that you would say no fucking chance? Um, I mean, they must have some say. Every player is a walking brand. Like you saw it in the uh, the full swing. Morikawa was like, that's your style, not my style. That's kind of something. I-, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say, I don't know who the fuck style that is, but it's not mine, is what I would say if Jay Lindenberg tried to get me to put that thing on. It's also a little different though, because Morikawa has is a bit more accomplished. Just a tad. Then who? Me? No. Then then uh, then Hovland. Yeah. No, I know, but it, it, he's their face of their Definitely brand. Definitely you, but <laughs> well, in Hovland. golf, sure. But I just got two promotions yeah. this year, baby. I'm basically winning yeah. the Masters in my field. Um, there you go. We are talking golf, but yes, congratulations. I like how you can always bring it back to that. A word of advice to all these golfers to, and, and to anyone putting clothes on in the day, okay? This is kind of how I dress myself when I want to get dressed up and nice. Pretend when you're putting on an outfit that you might die. You might get shot. You might have a heart attack. You just You might die. Do you want, if you die... Imagine Victor Hovland, God forbid, absolute travesty, died on the golf course. That's the last thing he ever wore. Do you think he'd be happy about wearing that? Do you think hey, listen, there's a reason they call it going out in style? Well, and, and then the other saying the is I wouldn't be caught. Either. The other saying is I wouldn't be caught dead in that. I, I would not there be caught go. dead in that. So don't get caught dead and, and make sure you go out in style. I think that's what we can take from this round one recap. There you go. All right, everybody. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with another recap. The Masters are here. Uh, Stay warm in Augusta. Yeah, seriously, guys. Take care.